Inspiring. Inspiring. Empowering. Empowering. With the concepts shared by Eric Thurwinger, you can reach your goals and achieve greater results. Think Think great. great. Your pathway to success. Ready to get started? Hey, Great Thinkers, this is Eric Thurwanger, and I'm excited to have you back for another powerful episode of Think Great, Your Pathway to Success. First of all, I want to thank you for the amazing feedback we've been receiving and for sharing our podcast with all of your colleagues and friends. You know, when I ask leaders to share their challenges with me, their frustrations, you know, they typically share a few that are the most common, such as communication. That's always at the top of the list or getting their people to take initiative. Those are some of the more frequent challenges that we're exposed to. And luckily, I have podcasts coming out. I have episodes dedicated to those topics. But there's another common struggle that leaders face, and it's delegation. Well, the struggle isn't actually delegation. That's one of the ways that we as leaders accomplish things, right? It's through the efforts of others. The true frustration is that leaders experience failed delegation. It can be extremely frustrating when a leader delegates out a task to their teams or even other leaders, and it comes back to them in worse shape than it left. So how do we deal with that? Well, today we're going to take bold new steps on your pathway to success. I'm going to introduce you to a powerful concept called leader's intent. When you delegate out a task, an objective, a mission, a project to your team, do they truly understand your intent? Do they understand what the end state is that you have in mind? If they do not understand your end state or your intent, they may not be prepared to successfully complete the assigned task, especially when you factor in the challenges or unexpected variables that come up. When your team fails to understand your intent, they have a greater likelihood of failing at the delegation. You know, too often I hear leaders say things like, if I want something done right, and you know how to complete the rest of that, I'll do it myself. When I hear that, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the failed delegation is not a reflection of the person's ability to complete the task, but rather the leader's ability to communicate their intent and the authority necessary to carry it out. You know, intent is critical. Not only do we delegate out day-to-day actions our teams, like anything from following up with clients, but we also delegate out important tasks. We resolve customer issues, we assign shift schedules, we manage budgets, we have all kinds of things that we delegate. We also delegate priority objectives. We may want our team to put together quarterly or annual budgets. We may dream of delegating strategic plans or parts of it to our teams, compensation ideas, opening new territories, developing training programs, all sorts of high-end lofty sales goals. Regardless of what we're delegating, the art of truly understanding intent needs to be elevated to the next level. All right, I want you to imagine as a leader, you've delegated a task and nothing else to one of your team members. Well, guess what happens next? If you guess nothing happens or the wrong thing happens, you win the prize. Unfortunately, in this case, the prize is the task back in your lap in worse shape than it left and probably behind schedule. This is exactly why leader's intent is the next step in your pathway and your evolution as a leader. So how will it help by understanding intent? Well, when I served in the United States Marine Corps, I learned a very simple concept. It was called commander's intent. We knew that the unexpected could happen at any time, but failure was never an option. So the Marines train, they empower, and they authorize all Marines to fulfill their commander's intent. And they define it like this. 
They ensure that every Marine has the ability and the authority to make important decisions in the midst of chaos or in the absence of specific orders to fulfill their commander's intent. I first learned this lesson in 1987. I was 18 years old, and it has never left me. So this means that when a subordinate leader or in the business world, a person who you delegate the task to finds himself in a situation where they need to make an immediate decision, they have a clear understanding that dictates the actions necessary to best support their commanders or in the business world, their leaders and state. Improper delegation in the military can have fatal outcomes when not properly executed. So with lives at stake, the higher law shows far greater results when the troops have a deep knowledge of their commander's intent. In the workplace, it's highly unlikely that your team will encounter those level of challenges, but nevertheless, leader's intent is still important. And yet with tasks that could be considered less daunting and certainly not life-saving, we see so many people failing at delegated tasks from their leaders with far less challenges than their counterparts in the military face. So how does the military empower their entire teams, including 18-year-olds? So you say 18-year-olds. Well, that could be the millennial generation. Although when I train millennials, I realize they don't like to be called millennials. They're people. So we could talk about young people, young people in the business world. Some leaders feel it's very hard to delegate out tasks. I, however, do not. But nevertheless, about 60% of the people in the armed services, Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines, range in that age from 18 to 25. And they fully understand commander's intent. They fully understand the end state that must be accomplished with every task or order given to them, regardless of the challenges they face. That alone should shine a ray of hope on your entire organization. Delegation will become a powerful leadership strategy in your entire company. You'll be able to empower everyone on your team to think on their own, to accomplish more than the mission, to achieve the end state. Your end state is a leader. So for all things, there's a starting point. When I entered boot camp, commander's intent was not the first thing I learned. The seeds of leadership were being planted in every member of our platoon. And as they grew, so did we. So the reason the Marine Corps places such an emphasis on leadership development throughout its entire ranks is because the Corps wants Marines who are able to think on their feet and make the right decisions, especially when facing unpredictable circumstances, and yet still accomplish the mission, all based on the intent of their commanders. So people who embrace leadership skills will have a far greater ability to understand, retain, and transform intent into success, which is why we delegate in the first place. So beginning in boot camp, recruits are taught the 14 leadership traits of the Marine Corps. One of those traits is decisiveness, the ability to make decisions promptly and to announce them clearly. According to the Corps, Marines Use the information they have to respond quickly and decisively because the worst decision is not making one. So what might a commander's intent look like? In its most basic form, let's imagine that a colonel has determined that one of the objectives to winning the battle is to defeat the enemy platoon that currently has command of a specific hill, the hill on the left side of the river. So he issues the order to take the hill. His captain passes the order on to the lieutenant who passes the order on to the gunnery sergeant. The gunnery sergeant instructs the platoon sergeant to take that hill. So the Marines head out to engage the enemy and to take command of the hill on the left. Upon arriving at the hill, there is no enemy there. So a scout reports to the sergeant that the enemy is at the hill on the right. So remember, the order was to take the hill on the left. 
So the sergeant must make a decision, and the leader's not around, and communication is down. What should he do? The specific order was to take the hill on the left. He can easily have his corporal jam a flag into the top of the hill and announce, Mission accomplished. Let's light up a cigarette and celebrate our victory. Great job, Marines. We took the hill. Certainly some may say that that would be the right decision, but not the Marines. There was more than just the hill in those given orders. There was the end state. Each Marine knew the commander's intent. To win the battle, they needed to defeat the enemy, not just take the hill. The platoon sergeant, who could have been only 25 years old, would need to tap into his ability to exhibit decisiveness and lead his Marines to the commander's intent, not just to the hill on the left. Defeat the enemy and take the hill on the right. That was the intent. How about that? Exceed expectations. Wow, failure is not an option. So the colonel did more than just delegate out a task. He delegated out his intent. That's powerful stuff. So when I hear examples of failed delegation in the business world, about half of all instances revolve around team members stopping in their tracks, afraid, or at least unaware of how to move forward. And when their ability to make decisions stops, everything else comes to a screeching halt. The mission, the goal, the objective, the project, and certainly the leader's intent. It cannot be fulfilled when they stop. The other half involves the wrong decisions being made. What they did accomplish was not remotely what you had intended. Oh yeah, there it is again. Leader's intent. Without the deep understanding of your intent, your team may be rendered powerless. When I was rising up to the position of vice president at a media company in Santa Monica, California, we had a ton of variables that we dealt with. Certainly none as challenging as combat, but we were transitioning from standard definition to high definition formats and on to file-based formats. Technology was very new in some of these areas. I needed a team of leaders who I could delegate tasks and goals to. I needed them to take action and achieve high levels of success. I needed them to understand my intent not just the task. Equally important, perhaps even more important, I needed my leaders to develop their teams to understand and carry out our goals and objectives based on that intent. Of course, we began by focusing on the development of our leadership skills with all of our leaders. Again, leaders will be more inclined to think about intent. So I knew the key was to build leaders who empowered their teams. When I started the media company, we were open from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., As we grew, we expanded our hours. We added team members, we added new shifts, all to keep up with all the new business coming in. Eventually, we were running 24-7. So communication was essential between all the shifts. But so was commander's intent, or in this case, leader's intent. One night, about 2 in the morning, I received a call from our graveyard operations guy. There was a production company shooting a film in Los Angeles, and the producer came in, to our facility to inquire about our services. All she wanted was to have us duplicate her tapes as the production wrapped every day. One of our goals was to increase our new client base, and that message was shared with all of our team members. Our intent was to increase new opportunities. So that night, this lady merely inquired about our services. She talked with Ben for a few moments, and he gave her some basic pricing. Essentially, he did his job. He followed his orders. But more importantly, he understood our intent and soon realized that this project could be a large order that could make a significant impact on our goals. 
And by the way, Ben had only been with us for about six months, and he was earning about $11 an hour. He didn't even receive commission, but he did understand our intent. You know, it would have been easy for Ben to just let her walk out, having answered all of her questions, but he felt that she might go to a competitor and shop them out too. For each one of our departments, we had an on-call list, and I happened to be on the sales on-call list. If an instant came up for us to hit our goals, I wanted to be notified at any hour, even after hours. So Ben had a decision to make. There would have been no consequences for answering her question and calling it a night. He could have let her walk right out the door. In fact, we would never have even known that she came in to ask a question at all. He also could have gathered her information and let her know that a sales rep would call her in the morning. But he understood intent. He made the quick decision to use the on-call list, and at 2 in the morning, my phone rang. Of course, I thought it was my alarm clock, and I was trying to turn it off, but eventually I realized that it was my team calling. Ben told me the scenario and put me on the phone with her. I worked out special pricing and delivery details for her, and Ben ended up bringing in a $12,000 sale that night, plus all of the work that would come in later. Each night, Ben had his orders to follow, ensure that all jobs were run correctly, label each order, and prepare them for shipping, notify the day crew of any priority topics, and assist any clients that may come in after hours. And every night, Ben accomplished the mission. That night, he took it one step further by ensuring that the leader's intent was achieved. He also exhibited decisiveness and initiative, both leadership traits. Even though he did not have a team reporting into him, he still acted as a leader. How did I respond to being woken up at 0200 that morning? Well, the next day, I made sure that Ben was recognized in front of the team, and I gave him a gift card to his favorite restaurant. Ben was in an entry-level position but he had a leader's mindset. He understood intent, and that's a powerful combo. So I would recommend that you empower your Bens, your leaders, your team members. Share your intent as you delegate tasks, you delegate goals, you delegate objectives. It sounds simple because it is, but most people ignore it. They don't share their intent. And once your team starts to understand your intent, they will look for solutions on how to achieve it. On the flip side, when leaders only delegate out a task, their people tend to identify the issues. They tend to identify why it can't be done instead of identifying solutions on how it can be done. As you develop a culture of leadership in your organization, remember that you provide the guidance and the direction. You're the leader. People want the opportunity to do great things, so give it to them. And give it to them in the form of intent. Let them think on their own feet. Developing leaders' intent in your organization may be the single most important thing you do. But a lot of leaders confuse sharing their vision with sharing their intent. Well, I've shared my vision, where we're going as a company. So they should understand my intent, is what a lot of leaders say. But that's rarely the case. Vision is your future thinking, typically three to five years out. Intent involves actions now, sometimes for objectives in the future. Defeating the enemy and taking the hill on the right and the left created a domino effect of successes that move into the future, but they required a decision, an action now. That's fulfilling intent. The vision was to win the war. The intent was to win this battle. If intent was not shared, it's highly unlikely they could win the battle, let alone the war. You know, intent has more clarity. It's more specific because it relates to an actual tangible objective. It's not just taking a new course to arrive at your vision. Intent involves taking a new, sometimes bold action to accomplish your goal. A leader is responsible for sharing intent because most people simply will not ask, even though they would like to know. 
When a leader says, here's our objective, most do not fully share why they have the objective. And why is the most common question your people have. But it's also the least asked question. As leaders, give your people the reason, the intent, and allow them to achieve the goal. You know, a CEO may have the vision for expanding his or her business to another state, another region, or even globally. But the intent may be to recruit and develop the talent needed to expand with the highest levels of success. While everyone may be inspired by the vision, the CEO's leaders actually need to be able to fulfill the intent. They need to focus on their actions on identifying, hiring, and developing the team for growth. If your goals are created to achieve your vision, then the intent behind each goal needs to be clearly understood, so the scope of critical thinking and decisiveness is elevated in everyone. When intent is missing, most team members have a tough time explaining where the company is going or why it needs to get there. Confusion breeds inaction, but intent eliminates confusion. All right, so leader's intent sounds great, but how do you begin to apply it in your company, especially if it's not part of your current culture? Remember, the title of my leadership book is The Leadership Connection. Every single thing we do as leaders is about making connections. Every link in the chain makes it stronger. Leader's intent is one of those links in your chain, but it's not the only one. You need to first focus on leadership development. Teach your team what it means to be a leader in your organization. You know, what traits and principles distinguish your leaders? Are they prepared to be decisive? Even if they understood your intent, do they have the authority to carry it out when new variables enter the equation? And new variables always enter the equation. That's the power of leader's intent. It helps your team to think on their feet and make the right decisions. When it comes to successful delegation, you need to delegate with a purpose, which happens to be chapter five of my book. Make sure that your team is trained to take on the task and empowered with the authority to make the decisions you need them to make. Train them on initiative, being able to do what needs to be done without direct orders. Develop their skills like decisiveness. Encourage them to make the right decisions in short periods of time. Each day presents many opportunities to coach your team, to ask their thoughts on how they should handle a situation. As leaders, you can drill for skill with your own leaders, with your team members. You can test out their decision-making process while you're there, before they test it out when you're not there. You know, I've always found it beneficial to spend as much time as I can with my leaders, talking about leadership, discussing the traits of a great leader, the principles of leadership, but most importantly, getting them to understand how to react to specific situations. Would they react like me? Would they react properly? Discussing intent is so important. You have to constantly let your people know why things are being done. When you assign someone a specific task and it's related to your end state, you are sending them a huge message, a message that you trust them, not only with the task, but with your intent. How empowering is that? Establishing the leader's intent does many things, but I feel the most important outcome is the high level of trust it'll build with your team. In 1989, the Marine Corps published Warfighting, a manual that detailed General Al Gray's philosophy on war. Within its 115 pages, commander's intent was described as a clear expression, an understanding of intent that's essential to unity of effort. The burden of understanding falls on seniors and subordinates alike. In other words, we are all expected to understand intent, not just the task that's being delegated. That's powerful. 
We can easily transform commander's intent into leader's intent by changing commander to leader, changing seniors to senior leaders, and changing subordinates to all team members. So here's how you can translate leader's intent for your business. It is a clear expression and an understanding of intent that is essential for the unity of effort. The burden of understanding falls on all senior leaders and all team members alike. Now, senior leaders must make their purposes perfectly clear, but in a way that does not inhibit initiative. And all team members must have a clear understanding of what their leader expects. Further, they should understand the intent of the leader at least two levels up. You know, putting it all together may seem challenging, especially when you factor in all of the variables that leaders face. But if you slow down a bit to focus on intent, perhaps you won't face as many of the challenges that you would have otherwise. You certainly won't face them alone when you build a team of people all focused on leaders' intent, all focused on accomplishing the goal based on your intent. Hey everybody, I want to say a huge thank you for joining me today and taking these important steps on your pathway to success. I know you are committed to making great strides in your business, in your career. Enlist the unwavering support of your team by ensuring that everyone has a deeper understanding of leaders' intent. For more information on my book, The Leadership Connection, visit our website at thinkgreat90.com. If this episode made an impact, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. Remember, embrace the day and think great.